Hello, everyone. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to another episode of Plants and Cats podcast. I am your host, Erica Broom, and today we are going to be talking about weddings and why they suck, but just in the traditional sense. Uh, I'm not saying that all weddings suck. <laughs> I'm talking about a very specific situation here. So I want to talk today about why weddings in the traditional sense suck and what you can do to make yours suck less so that you will stress less too. And isn't that what we all want when it comes to weddings, right? <laughs> um, so first, before we jump into today's episode, as always, I just give a little life update at the start of every show. So those of you that have been following around know that I am moving in exactly three weeks from today. Uh, we are hitting the road. We'll have our truck packed up on the 30th and the next day we are leaving bright and early at six in the morning to make the very long, long drive <laughs> to Nelson uh, where we're gonna be living. So um, this morning, the uh, person that, uh, our future landlord, I guess, she sent us um, some photos of the space. Um, they've been doing some renovations for the last few months since we signed the lease. And she promised me some photos after she was done painting. And this morning I got to see some new photos of the place. It looks so amazing. I am so excited. I like literally screen giggled in my chair <laughs> looking at that uh, message from her and just checking out uh, checking out the new photos so the place that we're moving into is a very small little 600 foot uh, 600 square foot cabin in the mountains it's outside of town it's very small community where we're going to be living um, I'm very excited for that we've been living in Regina uh, on the busiest street in Regina for the last three years and I am ready for some quiet and some change just some mountains and trees and some birds would be great although I'm sure within a few months of living there I'd be screaming at the birds in the morning because they're too loud <laughs> but I guess I'll cross that bridge when we get there uh yeah so we're busy prepping for the move um as y'all know Sean is not around right now he has already moved out to BC for a job uh so I have been busily packing up uh, for the last five, four weeks that he's been gone. I think he's been gone almost a month now. I'm pretty sure. Um, so yeah. Hi, Ariana. Nice to see you. I'm glad you could tune in today live. Um, yeah. So Sean's been out in Kamloops. Um, some crazy stories. <laughs> some crazy stories. I need to share this. <laughs> I need to share this with you guys actually <laughs> before I promise we are going to get into today's topic. Um, so there was this guy that Sean was working with, and I'm not going to say this guy's name, um, but we'll just call him John. That's his name, John. That's not has actually his name. It's his pretend name. So this guy, John, that Sean was working with, um, I guess ended up getting fired because he was just like, I don't know what his deal was, but he was just like climbing all over like the lift equipment because Sean's working at like a resort right now, um, helping like load and unload like bikes for like the the bike paths and stuff on this mountain up in Kamloops and um so this guy that he was working with 
kept like climbing all over like the equipment and just like just being generally unsafe and just kind of being a weird guy um which i guess being weird isn't really a good reason to like fire someone um however this guy was like just being dangerous on the job and like that's the type of job that you have to like have some safety right so anyway this guy ended up getting fired um, and then he got kicked out of staff housing as well. So he got fired on the Friday, got kicked out of staff housing on that day, disappeared for the weekend. And then I guess um, on Tuesday, just showed up for his shift. And Sean was just like, Sean and all the other people that were working that day, he was just like, they were like, uh, John, are you like, why are you here? And he's like, because uh, I work today and so they're all like being really awkward because they knew that he'd been fired already so they were just like kind of awkwardly waiting for like the big boss man to come by to start the staff meeting so the boss walks in and he's like uh John why are you here and you're you were fired on Friday man like what are you doing why are you here and so John was like what like he didn't it didn't sink into his head that he got fired even though he like he got fired to like his face it didn't, it, like it's not like he sent him an e- email or something like he got fired <laughs> but he just showed up and so they kicked him out again and then apparently he was just like living in the woods around the resort um and was like spotted like chopping down trees to like create shelter for himself um and then his parents like ended up calling because they were like worried and they haven't heard from him and then this other kid that like sean works with it's like 15 year old kid he was like sean sent me this video that this kid sent to him and it was just john walking by like the lift just like swinging a little axe around um and the guy was like oh look it's john like so anyway, he, he ended up, like, they ended up escorting him off the property and told him, like, hey, man, if, like, we catch you around here again, you are, we're going to call the RCMP. So I don't, I haven't heard any updates since, so I think, I think that's the end of it. Um, but yeah, yeah, it is some crazy shit, Ariana. <laughs> Sean, yeah, Sean was telling me the story and I was just howling. And then, and then so Friday, Sean went out with a couple of his friends um to like just a little party just to like um kind of hang out and then they ended up going to a bar but sean forgot his id so couldn't get in and so he had to walk home in the dark and so he texted me he's like well i forgot my id i have to walk home uh in the dark now down this like dark creepy path and i was like do not get murdered by john i will be so pissed at you (laughs) if you get murdered (laughs) please don't get murdered (laughs) he didn't he's fine but yeah (laughs) interesting things happening up in Kamloops um so that's been that's been fun kind of hearing (laughs) hearing all those updates from Sean (laughs) so yeah that's uh that's a life update on uh Sean's story um as for me I'm just been packing up um kind of I'm at the point I feel like I said this last week I'm at the point um right now where like I've kind of packed up most of the things that I can um but the rest of the things that I have out are still like I still need this stuff. So I'm at that frustrating point in the move where it's just like I want to be done packing. I just want to have everything up in boxes so I can just like chill out and just not stress about that part of it anymore. But I can't keep packing cuz there's like not that much stuff left to pack. It's kind of at that point where I'm going to start having to like for the things that I don't need 
like there's like random things so i have to start like those junk boxes you know when you're moving you've always got those like random junk boxes and they never get unpacked i'm really trying to avoid doing that this time but we'll see how that goes i guess <laughs> all right so uh yeah we'll just jump right in to um today's topic so like I said, um, today I wanted to talk a little bit about why weddings in the traditional sense suck and what you can do to make yours suck less so that you'll stress less too. And like I said, that is what we all want here these days, I think. Weddings are just, I feel like they're unnecessarily stressful for so many people and there's just so much societal pressure on all of us um to do things for our weddings that we don't necessarily want to or things that maybe don't align with us or like don't even make sense and i want to be clear that i don't mean that all weddings suck or that your wedding sucked or that it's going to suck <laughs> i just mean that the expectations put on people getting married by society suck 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 they super suck so i wanted to talk a little bit about why um, so before I ever ventured into the realm of boudoir photography, as most of y'all know, that is literally the only thing that I shoot these days, um, boudoir slash empowerment. Um, but before I ventured into that realm, um, I was a wedding photographer for many, many years. I don't remember exactly how many years. It was between five and ten. Memories are foggy sometimes. Uh, and that part of my life feels like a little bit of a blur. But I was a wedding photographer a really long time, and I've witnessed literally all of it like and I and I say like I was a wedding for quite or I was a wedding photographer for quite some time I didn't shoot like thousands of weddings by any means I definitely shot less than 50 weddings in that time period uh maybe I don't know that's 50 sounds like a lot I might have shot 50 weddings I'm not sure <laughs> but it doesn't matter but I'm all I'm saying is that I've I've witnessed a lot of bullshittery that goes along with weddings I've witnessed like the stressed out brides the mother of the groom trying to make it all about her the feuds between families and just like the awkwardness like there was one wedding that particular comes to mind the, they were all like seated around like a horseshoe kind of thing in the reception and there's just so much tension between the bride and the groom's family and it was just so awkward <laughs> I've witnessed everything in between that isn't to say that like all weddings are destined to be a disaster or that I hate weddings. Like I don't hate weddings. I think weddings are wonderful. I think they're a really um, beautiful celebration of the people's, like the couple's love for each other, um, the coming together of like the two families, if, if you know, family is important to you. But the, you know, there are a few things that you can do to make your wedding suck less and cause you to stress less. Hey babe, are you tired of all the doom scrolling you've been doing on Facebook or Instagram? Do you follow a bunch of accounts that just make you feel shitty about yourself all of the time? Are you looking for a place where you can be yourself and be supported along your journey to empowerment? The Babes Club is a body positive social community for folks that identify as women. While new friendships often blossom inside our community, you'll also benefit from our library of resources created with self-empowerment in mind. It's free to join, so head over to your app store and search The Babes Club or head to app.thebabes.club to create your account today. See you inside. The first thing that sucks about weddings, that I think sucks about weddings, is all of the expectations 
that are on the couple getting married. So there's so much pressure from society that a wedding has to be this big, huge production with like hundreds of guests, giant cake, thousands of dollars for your wedding dress, um, and everything else that comes with the traditional style wedding, like the favors, the huge dinner, uh, speeches, bouquet toss. When you kind of sit down and think about it, it all just kind of feels a little bit like theater, doesn't it? Like, I don't know. To me, that's kind of what it feels like. And don't get me wrong, like, if a big wedding is something that you've always dreamed of, that's totally fair and valid. I'm not here to say that any of your ideas for your wedding are not good. All I'm saying is that you don't have to do any of that stuff if you don't want to. If you don't want to spend $3,000 on a wedding dress, you don't have to. I've been married two times. Sean is my second marriage. My first wedding, uh, my wedding dress came from, I say wedding dress with rabbit ears, because uh, it wasn't a wedding dress at all. It was a white dress with this kind of like, this like white lace dress with like this kind of champagne-y um, underlay on it. It was kind of like knee length, super cute. I bought it from Forever 21 on sale for $15. You don't have to have an expensive wedding dress, right? My second wedding, same thing. I didn't, I, well, for this, I should say, before I go into that, I should say I did really want a really nice wedding dress for my second wedding. I had it all planned out. Like I'd picked out um, the dressmaker that I wanted to go through, Reclamation Dress Company. Uh, they're out of Vancouver, I think, or BC somewhere. They make these beautiful dresses out of like vintage um, materials and like lace and stuff like that. So I really wanted a dress from that dressmaker. However, COVID really effed everything up for us. Um, so that didn't end up happening. So instead, I wore a dress that I had bought without even intending to wear it for my wedding. It was a dress, this cute, like, it was below the knee, really long, kind of black pattern. It had a little, like, kind of triangle, or not triangle, diamond patterns all over it, little dots. Um, super cute dress from Old Navy. I think it was like $20, $25 maybe, right? So a wedding dress doesn't have to be a wedding dress. You can wear literally whatever you want. And if you want to go and have that experience of shopping for a wedding dress with your mom or your sister or your best friend or whoever, uh, do it. Like, like I said, and the whole point of what I'm saying is that you can do whatever you want for your wedding. You don't have to do what is expected. You don't have to do what is traditional. You can do whatever the fuck you want, right? I've been married two times. Both times I eloped. First time wasn't really by choice. It was like, I'm not going to get into the details there, but we eloped both times. Like, or we. <laughs> I eloped both times. <laughs> and honestly, it was the best decision I ever made. I'm going to get into that a little bit um, in a minute here. But tip number one that I wanted to leave you with was to not feel pressured by your family to do things for your wedding that you absolutely don't want. Um, if something doesn't make sense to you or doesn't sit well with you, why do it, right? Like a lot, I feel like a lot of people don't realize that a lot of the traditional wedding traditions that we have, traditional wedding traditions, yeah, you know what I mean, <laughs> um, are based on really like outdated beliefs and it kind of like it's a lot of patri like a lot of patriarchy is sort of like embedded in all of that too which never really sat well with me either um like the whole your dad giving you away um down the aisle or whatever that's all fine and dandy 
if that's something that resonates with you, great. If you have like a really good relationship with your dad and you want that for your wedding, I'm not here to say don't do it uh, because of the patriarchy. <laughs> but that was root like that tradition is rooted in the patriarchy because when women used to get married and they still do this like obviously this is still a tradition but when it, the the origins of that tradition is that the father would be giving away his daughter to the man that she was married because she was like treated as property and that just never like once i kind of found that out i was like ooh that doesn't really like sit really well with me at all and i don't really i don't have a relationship with my dad and never really did i was never really close to him growing up or anything like that so that was something that i never really wanted to begin with um but definitely hearing that piece of information um turned me off of it completely i definitely didn't want um didn't want that to be part of my celebration of my love to my partner so anything that you don't want to do you don't have to do if you don't want to do a bouquet toss don't do it if you want to keep your flowers and like preserve them do it if you don't even want flowers if you think flowers are a waste of money if you're like well they're just gonna die why would i spend three thousand dollars on bouquet and boutonnieres and centerpieces don't do it you don't have to do anything that you don't want to don't feel pressured that you are supposed to do your wedding a certain way right a wedding should be number one about you and your partner that you're marrying they should be a celebration of your love for each other right and when you get wrapped up in all of those crazy traditions and stuff i just feel like the actual message of the wedding kind of gets lost along the way a little bit the other thing that really bothers me that i think sucks about weddings um is just all of the pressure to feel like you have to be you know you have to invite people that you don't necessarily want there right uh, maybe you haven't even seen them in like years and years and years I feel like a really good rule is that if they haven't talked to you in the last few years or heck haven't even met your partner why are they invited right if they aren't a supportive part of your life or haven't even been part of your life there's no reason for them to be there yeah, maybe your mom says you have to invite your great uncle John that hasn't seen you in person since you were a baby because his feelings would be hurt if he wasn't invited. But why? It's your wedding and you are the one that gets to call the shots. Not your mom, not your dad, not your sister, not your brother, not your best friend. You and your partner are the ones that should be making the final shots, making the final call on all the things. Because when you let other people start to make the decisions for you you kind of lose you lose all control over over the thing that was supposed to be for you to begin with right i feel like a lot of i'm not speaking for all mothers of course but <clears throat> from all of the weddings that i have witnessed either as a photographer or as a guest or um as part of the wedding party or whatever um a lot of parents tend to just get overexcited, especially if it's like the first the first child getting married or the last child getting married or it doesn't really matter. It could be the third or fourth or tenth child getting married. Sometimes they can get kind of carried away a little bit and bring too many of their own expectations. They're like, oh, well, I didn't get to do this for my wedding, so I want to I make sure that my daughter does it for hers or, oh, 
well, my, my, you know, my, my son is so important to me and I just need to be a part of all of the planning and everything. And it's like, no, you don't have to. You can set boundaries <laughs> with those people and go, look, I appreciate your, um, your input on this situation. I appreciate your opinion. Why don't I take this back to my spouse and we will talk about it and I will get back to you. You don't have to say yes to anything, even if it gets a little it gets a little complicated when there's money involved right because when your parents give you money for your wedding or they buy you the dress or they give you money for the catering or whatever that tends to come with the expectation that then they get to have input on what the final decisions are so that being said if you are going to accept money from anybody to help you along with the wedding plans, whatever they're, whatever it is they're offering the money up for, um, make sure to set boundaries with them before even accepting the money. Be like, I appreciate your gift. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that we have made all our final decisions on everything. And so if you have any ideas of your own, uh, that's great, but please keep them to yourself or we'll have to discuss it. And it's okay to turn people down about that. Katja says, my partner's uncle and family didn't come to our wedding because he wasn't asked before his brother. It was ridiculous. What? I'm sorry. Partner's uncle and the whole family didn't come because that's crazy because he didn't get asked first. See, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying about people getting crazy around weddings. I don't, I just don't, I don't, I haven't figured it out what it is about weddings that make people just lose their freaking minds. <laughs> I, just, I wish I knew what the secret formula was because it doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. People just tend to forget that it's not about them. It's about the couple getting married and that should be the end of it, right? I don't know. I've seen a lot of stuff. <laughs> I've seen a lot. I've seen it all <laughs> over the years with weddings, but um so I wanted to talk a little bit about like my wedding to Sean um, and some of the decisions that we made and why it was like the best decisions that we could have made for ourselves. So uh, the first thing, the first decision that we made, um, and this was, I don't, I don't want to say this was completely due to COVID. We got married in 2020. Our original plan was to get married on um, July 4th of 2020 because we thought it'd be hilarious to get married on American Independence Day, which is a day that means nothing to us, but Americans get real fired up about. Um, and then with COVID and everything, it kind of just like blew our, our, blew our plans apart a little bit. Um, we weren't originally even intending on having a very big wedding. I think our guest list was like less than 30 people. Um, and I just kind of wanted to keep it small. I'm not like, I'm not a super extroverted person. I don't like being the center of attention, which I hope isn't a shock to any of y'all. Um, but I feel like a lot of people think I'm very outgoing because I am, you know, I do these live videos. I do this podcast. I'm very active in our app um, and on social media in general, but I'm actually in person, very <laughs> introverted and quiet and don't like, I don't like everybody's attention being on me. So that's part of the reason why we opted for a smaller wedding to begin with. But then with the COVID lockdowns and everything um, and all the restrictions that were going on in the summer of 2020, we just really, it kind of like put a lot of things into perspective for us. And we're like, well, yes, it would be nice to celebrate with all of our friends and family, but 
how much of the plans that we're making are because of the expectations that people have on us about our wedding. So we ended up eloping um, <laughs> with very short notice. Uh, our officiant was actually a client of mine. She had won a, uh, a wedding giveaway I did one year, uh, years and years ago. I did this big giveaway. I shot their wedding um, for free. That was the, you know, that was their prize. They got the full day wedding, um, didn't have to pay anything. I think they ended up paying me for mileage and like my hotel because their wedding was up in Waska Sioux, but it was a beautiful wedding. Um, and she wanted to pay back the favor, I guess, that I'd done for her, um, in her words. <laughs> I didn't think it was a favor, you know, obviously I got some really beautiful work for my portfolio, which was part of the point of doing the, doing the whole thing in, to start with, but, um, she was just so happy with her photos and just loved us as a couple. Sean and I shot that wedding together. It was awesome. She wanted to pay back the favor. So she offered to officiate our wedding. And originally we were going to have her as the officiant for like the quote-unquote bigger wedding the 30 people wedding we were gonna have um but then with COVID and everything we, we messaged her and we're like hey so we're actually gonna postpone uh we don't know when we're actually gonna get married uh but we'll let you know like obviously we still want you to officiate and so a couple of months went by and she ended up messaging me and being like hey like I know that um I know that you guys were like you talked about postponing the wedding but I'm actually going to be in town the weekend of the of the 5th of July 5th um if you wanted to just get married like we can still do that like if you wanted to elope and Sean and I like I we hadn't really talked about it because we didn't we just kind of postponed the wedding and just kind of stopped talking about it because we were just so stressed like COVID was like a shit show for everybody I'm sure if you look back to your life in the summer of 2020 <laughs> you'll remember that it was quite an interesting time in everybody's lives but so we just looked at each other and we're like you know what fuck it let's just do this let's just elope let's just get married if we want to throw a big party later we can spoiler alert we didn't end up doing that <laughs> we're gonna have like a little on the on the last day in our loft I think we're gonna we're gonna invite a bunch of friends over and, and throw like a bit of a a bit of a party in the empty loft and kind of celebrate the move and the wedding and everything but um so yeah we ended up saying yeah let's do it so the day after we were originally gonna get married we got married in the park uh we met up with our officiant we invited um, my sister her partner and my niece and then a couple of our friends were there as well and it was just me and Sean. So I think there was like seven or eight people total. And it was like just the perfect, it was just exactly what we wanted. You know, there was, wasn't was a lot of expectations on us as far as, oh, you have to be, you have to be back for supper at 6 p.m. And then at 7 p.m. there's speeches. And then at 7.30 there's the first dance. And then it's just like, I think a lot of the things with weddings, it comes with a lot of chaos as well, especially when your timeline starts to go wonky. Um, so if you are going to have a big wedding, there's my other tip for you is to build in a lot of buffer time to your schedule for the day because you are, you are going to run late. It's just how weddings go. <laughs> but by not throwing a huge wedding, um, it took a lot of the pressure off of us um, and an immense amount of pressure off of me. The entire like year and a half leading up to our wedding, Sean and I got engaged in 2019 and or was it 2018 I don't remember but we were engaged for like a year and a half and so for the entire time that we leading up to the wedding I was like going through this 
little bit of an internal crisis about whether or not I should invite my parents. And that was just causing me so much stress. I was losing sleep over it. Like I was, my skin was breaking out. Like I was just so stressed about it because um, I don't talk about it a lot and I'm really trying very hard to open up about this a little more um, because I know I'm not the only person that doesn't have a relationship with her parents. And it's just something that doesn't get talked about. There's so much taboo around it. It's like, oh, well, they're your parents. And it's like, well, but they like emotionally neglected me as a child. So <laughs> why do they expect to have <laughs> a relationship with me now, right? So the, the either way, the un- entire time leading up to the wedding, I was just like, I don't know. I don't know if I can invite them. I knew that by them being there, it was going to cause me so much stress and so much anxiety because I always just felt so like uptight and just wound up around my parents, just like a ball of stress. It got to the point that any time after Sean and I would hang out with my parents, either one of them, my mom or my dad, um, it was almost like clockwork, either by that evening or the next morning, my left shoulder would always be just this giant knot and my shoulder would be like up to here and I couldn't relax it um, just because after all of this time instead of processing my emotions in my brain my body tends to like keep the score a little bit uh, with that and I store a lot of tension in my body and so Sean started calling that shoulder issue with me my family knot Ugh. yikes (laughs) because every time I would see my family my parents my sister is a different story me and her have a decent relationship I love her anytime I would see my family my my mom or my dad um, or my grandmother I would just have this giant knot that Sean would have to massage out of my shoulder and it was painful like it was so bad there was one time that Sean was even like babe what did you do because he was working on it for like an hour and it just wouldn't let go so by eloping it made that decision a lot easier because even up until that point um, that we made the decision to elope, I still hadn't 100% decided. Like I knew, I, th- I, I think I knew what decision I needed to make. I was just afraid to make that decision um, because back then I was still very stuck in my like people pleasing, um, can't make anyone mad at me. Those of you that are anything like me know exactly what I'm talking about. You just hate when people are mad at you. So you make accommodations for them that don't necessarily work for you all the time. I hadn't, yeah, I hadn't decided to completely cut them out of the wedding yet. But by eloping, that made that decision way easier because I was like, well, we're only going to have a few people. I think like it was like a week before we actually eloped um, that my marriage officiant or the wedding officiant uh, reached out to me and asked if we wanted to elope. So it kind of made that easy. It's like, oh, well, I just didn't tell them that we were going to get married. Um, and that, I'm sure, upset them. I know it upset my dad. He told me so over a text one time on my birthday uh, about eight months later. Uh, he sent me a pretty mean text <laughs> about it on my birthday, um, which I didn't rep- did not reply to. Uh, and I think I blocked him after that, actually. But... That being said, all I'm trying to say is that you don't have to invite people to your wedding that um, either don't support you or that you haven't talked to or that you don't have a very good relationship with. If you're you're being forced to like invite somebody to your wedding that um, 
you know by them being there it's going to stress you out don't invite them just full stop I don't care if your mom says, well, you have to invite your great uncle John because he's known you since you were a baby and he's going to be so upset with you. And and then she gets into the guilt tripping, right? Being like, oh, he's going to be so sad if you don't invite him. He's going to feel so left out. Don't give in to that. If your great uncle John doesn't know that you have three cats um, and that your fiance has like a tattoo on their face or something, great uncle John doesn't need to come to the wedding. Don't invite him. If they haven't met your partner, I think that's, like I said earlier, I think that's a really good reason to not invite someone to your wedding. If they haven't met your partner, why are they there? If the day that, if the day of your wedding is the first time they're ever going to meet your partner, they don't need to be there. They haven't been part of your relationship. A wedding is about the celebration of your love for each other, right? So if they weren't there for that part of the relationship of you building your relationship up with this person, they don't need to be there. Weddings, I love weddings, don't get me wrong. I have definitely photographed a lot of very beautiful weddings. I have <laughs> been caught crying by guests. There was one wedding I shot. I was uh, shooting the ceremony and I, I was like sneakily like wiping away a tear. I think it was like during the vows or something because this was a very sweet couple. I just loved them a lot and um, I heard one of the people in the crowd whisper to her friend, is the photographer crying? I was like, fuck me. They caught me. I sh I, so I have photographed a lot of really beautiful weddings. There are a lot of reasons to throw a big wedding, but just know that if that's not what you want, you don't have to do it. End of story. The Babes Club is an online community geared towards women's empowerment through connection with self and others. We recognize the value in building each other up. We speak up against body shaming and diet culture and see the damage it has done to each and every one of us. We throw away the notion that we have to fit into one specific type of mold to be beautiful, to be sexy, to be desirable, to be loved. Join the Babes Club for free via your app store or at app.thebabes.club to kickstart your journey towards self-empowerment. You deserve it. All that being said, at the end of every episode, I always pull a card. I've been pulling uh, for the last few weeks from my favorite deck, the Tales of the Mystical Cats Tarot. So uh, we're going to do a general reading for anyone listening, anyone watching live. Take what resonates and leave what doesn't, as always with any tarot reading, but especially these general ones. So we're going to shuffle the deck and see what pops out. Ooh, there we go. All right, what do we got here? We have the Ace of Sky reversed. So I'm going to show it to you right side up here. If you're watching the video version of this, you'll see it's got a yellow banner hanging in a, the sky with a bunch of clouds behind it. There's a blue paw print on it, and this banner's kind of flowing in the wind a little bit. So we pulled that one reversed. So we're going to see what the Ace of Sky has for us today. You are entering the territory of the Sky Clan. Their emblem signifies a place where you must be on your guard and keep your wits about you. The cats you encounter here should be approached with caution. The way of the Sky Cats is the way of conflict. Hmm. If the card is reversed, too many thoughts and questions are whirling through your mind to make any meaningful progress now. Ideas rush in and just as quickly dissipate without enough focus or will to su sustain them into manifestation. Distractions abound. If you drew this card for a question, the answer is no. 
So the answer is no. Do not invite <laughs> your great uncle John to your wedding. <laughs> I hope that uh, I hope that card resonated with you. Don't invite your great uncle John. He doesn't deserve to be there. He doesn't need to be. Not that he doesn't deserve to be there. He just doesn't need to be there. So yeah, avoid that conflict. Don't invite people that you don't want there. And just know that when you start making these decisions for yourself too, um, and putting up those boundaries with people, especially if you have like a parent that really wants to meddle in your plans, um, just know that there will be probably conflict that comes out of that. Um, but that's usually kind of the case when you start setting boundaries with people that have never, that you've never set boundaries with before. It's gonna happen. You're gonna upset some people. You're gonna upset your great uncle John. Don't worry about it. He'll cry into his Cheerios and then get over it. Like it's not a big deal. It's okay to upset people. It is important to put yourself and your own needs first. So as always, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Plants and Cats. To support my show, please subscribe and leave me a five-star review so more folks can find this awesome podcast. As always, this podcast is brought to you by The Babes Club, an app to help you along your journey to find your inner badass babe. Head to your app store to download or head to our web community app.thebabes.club to sign up today. Listener mail can be sent to plantsandcatspod at gmail.com. Send me an email and I may read it on the show. See you next week, babe.